welcome to the Renew Cast. Hey, what's up, Zach? Hello, Dave. We got Zach back on the Renew Cast. In the Renew Studio. Yeah, I think we say this every time, but that's yeah, okay. It's only like right. the third time, so it's not old yet. So we've had a few podcasts out there now, and I'm excited about that. We've had different people come in and uh, talk about love, a little Renew series we did a couple weeks ago, and we've talked about camps. And so, yeah, it's just been fun, and so we're on to a new series now. Which is what, Dave? The new series at Renew is about mentoring. All right. Well, yeah. let's let's get into that then. Sweet. I'll have to cut that out. <laughs> it's amazing how much editing I do on these. There are so many like likes, ums. Uh, if you don't tell them that, now you gotta cut that out. Oh. You want it to just flow. Hey, we need without to... them even thinking. Well, I wonder if that was cut or edited. Hey, we need to be transparent here and just be honest about some things so that is one of them i make you sound better than you really sound on the renew cast well see we got to tell people that because you know they'll be afraid to come in and, and be on it okay so the new series is mentoring and over the past few months at renew actually really ever since last september when we kicked off the new school year uh, we've been going through a few different series and these all tie together. They, they all build off of one another. And so let me just say how we, we have gotten to this point of, of mentoring. I'm feeling kind of tired today, so mm-hmm. can you, like, slap me in the face? Yep. Ow! <laughs> Whoa, I didn't. Better? Ah, I did not expect you to actually do that. Yes. Okay. All right, here we go. In September of last year, and maybe we'll go back and revisit some of these and record podcasts. I, I, that's my hope. So we'll see. But in September of last year, we started off the school year talking about what it means to be a part of the church. That was a, that was a while ago, Dave. It was. You probably don't even remember what we talked about. Uh, uh, hardly. Do you remember anything from it? Um, it was about how we could be a part of this church, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I remember that. Man, you are good. One of the things I do remember talking about was uh, giving youth the opportunity to be involved in the church. Yes. uh, Maybe maybe that's why I don't remember too much from it, because I'm already involved with the church. That's true. You lead worship often. So I probably just tuned you out when you were talking about that. It's true. You lead worship, and you give children sermons and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so the, ch- the challenge was, as a youth, if you want to be connected long-term to the church, then you need to be a part of the church. Because if, if you just come to the youth room, if you just come to Renew, if you just come to youth group and youth events, but you're not connected to the church as a whole, meaning Sunday mornings and being in relationship with some of the adults in our congregation, then... You'll graduate from high school, and you probably will go off to college and not really be connected to the church, statistically, uh, until you are old and you have 
children yourself and you say, I remember my youth group days. That was so fun. I want to be a part of a church so my kids can grow up and have the same experience, you know? So Yeah, I remember. I remember this now. Good. So that's what we started off with. After that, we did a series about service and we just called it the purpose of service. As a person who's a part of the church, then what is the church called to do? The church is called to go and, and serve others. And so we talked about these, the significance of serving. That led to... Are you, are you singing Oh Christmas Tree? Okay. All right. So being a part of the church means we go serve. I think when we start to serve, like if you think of a new person coming into the church who maybe hasn't ever been a part of the church before, and they get this idea that as the church, we are called to serve others. I think you see people who don't really know Jesus get excited about serving others. Uh, We do the Children's Hunger Fund event with our middle school group, and there are lots of kids who love to go do that event. Right. And they're not even necessarily connected to Jesus. It's just fun. They like to serve. Same same with the Jamaica trip. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't able to go to youth group or or even Sunday service, but they went to Jamaica and they just loved it. So there's a good connection to getting people plugged into serving that gets them also connected to the church in a way that they're not necessarily connected, like mm-hmm. you just said youth today want to give their time. They want to do things that are meaningful. So service is something then that leads to being connected to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So after this service series, we did a series around Christmas time, of course, because Christmas time, we always talk about baby Jesus, right? (laughs) Because he was born. And so we did a... think of Ricky Bobby. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) the year before, I, I played a clip from Talladega Nights, that scene. Because, yeah, it does, it totally ties in with it. And it's just hilarious. So, you got to do that. (laughs) Hilarious. So, we talked about Jesus. And if we're people who serve, why do we serve? It's because Jesus has called us to go serve. Uh, So, then the next kind of natural progression from that series was to January. We did a series on faith. Faith 101 is what we called it. And we actually have a podcast. Our first podcast, our first episode is about that series. Uh, So if we're somebody who is connected to the church, we have this desire to go serve others. We've, We've come into this relationship with Jesus because we understand that he calls us to serve. Then as people who desire to know Jesus and do what Jesus has called us to do, we kind of naturally become people of faith. And so what does it mean to be a, a person of faith in our culture today? And, and that's what we talked about in that series. And that led to loving others. And so we did this series, What is Love? What is love? <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. So people of faith are people who are called to love others. And we have a a podcast about that series as well, What is Love? So you can listen there. And really the the challenge with that is love is something we're not good at Mm -hmm. in our culture. We're we're good at the surface level love, but we're not really good at 
loving each other and this, you know, significant, like real love. I'm going to put your needs before my own. Right. It's more of just the, the show or at least the thought of love. It's never mm-hmm. really a really deep, meaningful thing with people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that brings us to this current series, the mentoring series. Now think about all of those categories, all of those series we, we've gone through. Church, service, Jesus, faith, love. Yes. It's kind of this cycle is the way I, I look at it. You can get connected to the church and you can start to want to serve others and you can come to terms with Jesus has called me to do this and so I have this desire to be a person of faith and I get that I need to go love others. And I kind of get caught in this cycle of just going to church, serving, talking about Jesus and my faith, and trying to be somebody who loves others. But I think there's something missing from this cycle. There's something that calls us to maybe a, a deeper level of being connected to the church in this way. Hmm. And so the, the question that I'm asking with this series is okay what is that something deeper what do I do now with my faith to to continue to grow and mature in it right and so this series is titled how to own your faith and it's done through mentoring see because I think that faith is more than just love faith is love and service and all of that stuff but there's something deeper than just being somebody who says oh yeah i know jesus and i love others there's something deeper that i need to do in order to really own my faith and grow and mature in it right let let me tell you a little math story dave math story yes i was in math class and uh i am horrible at math (laughs) i hate math and it hates me. Uh, the best way for me to understand something or to remember it on a test was to teach someone else how to do something. And it really, it helped me understand it better, and it also helped me remember it and get a, a better, I guess, respect for it. So when you, when you teach it to somebody else, it kind of sticks with you more, and it's more meaningful for you more so than it is for the other person which is interesting because yeah. you're trying to help other people grow uh, closer to the math god. Math god? Ooh. <laughs> Be careful. This isn't that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you learn by teaching. Correct. But people learn from you teaching as well. So it's a weird kind of paradox. Yeah, and I think that ties in perfectly with what we're talking about here. There's something to I grow in my faith when I help others become people of faith. Definitely. I I think that's why I love doing worship, because it's like I can see God working through me to work through through and get to others that are, you know, listening to the worship music. Yeah, it's cool. I, I wonder how many people feel something similar in their faith, where they're not necessarily leading worship like you do, or they're not teaching and giving messages like I do. Uh, many people don't even want to be a part of a podcast like this because they don't feel like they have anything to to say, you know. But I wonder how many people in their faith are people who feel like they have 
something to share with others. Mm-hmm. They can help others come to know Jesus in the way that they do. I had a friend. Yes, I have friends. What? I know that's surprising to you. That's insane. I don't have many of them, but I do have some. It's okay, Dave. You can be my friend. Thank you. I'm glad you are kind enough to be associated as my friend. Mm. Not in public, though. Okay, fine. (laughs) Even though you said that for the podcast, and potentially millions of people could be listening to this right now. Potentially? Yeah. (laughs) Potentially. So, a few years ago, I lived in Phoenix. More than a few. And I was working... At a restaurant, Red Robin. Yum. I was totally going to do that. <laughs> I love Red Robin. It's my favorite restaurant still. Yum. So I was working at Red Robin. Yum. And I met a dude named Cody there. Was he an employee or was he a customer? He was an employee. He was actually the guy who trained me. I'd never worked in a restaurant before. And he was the guy who trained me. And I owe all of my waitering skills. Is that how you say it? My waitering skills? I don't know. It's very similar to missions. (laughs) Okay, you're going to confuse people now. (laughs) We'll address that at a later date. So I learned how to serve tables through Cody. I I had no idea at the time uh, the significance of my relationship with Cody. God bless Cody, man. That must have took a lot of work to train you to do something. I know. Here's me, this timid little dude, afraid to talk to people. And I I had to remember their drink orders and their complex meals and listen to them complain and, you know, try to get everything right. Cody taught me how to do that. So anyways, Cody and I became good friends. But there was something about Cody that I didn't realize at the time that I would come to know about Cody as we worked together over the course of about a year and a half. Cody was somebody who was not a part of the church, had no desire to be a part of the church, did not know Jesus or have any type of desire in a relationship with Jesus. And Cody, you could say, was troubled. Drinking and partying. So he had some difficulties in his life then. Yeah, some severe difficulties in his life. And Cody ended up in jail a few times and got his license revoked. And he would call on me to pick him up, give him a ride to work, uh, take him places. Kind of just through working together and walking alongside Cody through this time in his life, I became somebody that he looked to for some support, for some strength. And Cody was this broken guy who was trying to figure out life. And me, as a Christian, I didn't rush into Cody's life to try to fix what he was going through. Right, so it, it like wasn't your intention to try to fix his life. It just kind of happened that way. Yeah, I was just his friend. And of course, as a friend, my desire was to help him somehow. So as, as that friendship grew over time, it just it began to focus more towards uh, helping him out. Yeah. I think really Cody started to see something different in me. 
you know, I, I really didn't talk about being a Christian. I didn't talk about Jesus at work. I was just a friend to people there. And so Cody started to see that there was something different about me. And so through our relationship, especially as Cody hit rock bottom and, and went through some of the stuff that he, he did, it was like there was something deeper there in our relationship that was just waiting to be talked about between us. Yeah, and that reminds me of uh, my friend Caleb who comes to church in youth group. Caleb. What up, Kaler? Hope you're listening. Caleb's got like five different names. Kaler, Kelby. Okay, two. That's two. Three, his real name. Oh, yep. We could make up two more right now, and then he has five. Anyways, reminds me of my friend Caleb. Uh, He came to school. uh, He came freshman year as a new kid, and I could say he was going through some difficulties in his life. It's pretty difficult to be a new kid at, at a new school, especially high school. So imagine just coming in as an awkward little freshman, uh, which he was. And, um, you know, I just I just met him, and we just found out that we had, uh, I think it was three classes together that year. And we just hung out and talked pretty much for those whole classes when the teacher told us not to. And uh, we just, you know, we just kept talking. and Knowing you too, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, no. So I've been friends with Caleb ever since freshman year. And we get along very, very well. And um, so eventually uh, I would just bring up church every once in a while. And just like, yeah, I'm going to church tonight. And eventually he started just coming along. And now he goes on missions trips and uh, comes to youth group every once in a while, every time he can. And uh, it's pretty sweet. Missions. We were, Zach and I were debating, is it mission trips or missions trips? Uh, I think it's mission trips because it's not a plural word or a possessive word. So why would it be missions trips? What about the word transitions? Okay, that's different. Uh, How? I don't know. It's just missions trips? It's too many S's there, dude. Okay, somebody out there listening needs to let us know what the accurate verb tense is. Yes. I don't know what I'm saying. Is it dollar or daller? Depends if you are from the Midwest or not. Can you can you can you say this word for me? Let me let me write it down. College. Excuse me. College. College. Yes, that's how a, a civilized American says it. But you say it all the time as college. <laughs> that's because. And I believe you said college in this podcast. So if you're listening, <laughs> listen to this podcast again. And find the word college and listen to how Dave says it. <laughs> I can't help my roots. Mm-hmm. They are what they are. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, your story about Caleb. It's cool. You have this connection to him at school, and he gets plugged into the church as a result. I think the important thing to acknowledge, though, is that we're just friends with these people. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a calling as a person of faith, as a Christian, to help others know Jesus. We certainly need to acknowledge that. But people don't want us just to be people who are on this mission to save them. They want to be people who are authentically loved by us. Right. You know, so I think with Cody and with Caleb, it's not like we went in trying to fix them or save them. We just went in to be their friend, 
to know them and to love them. And God kind of worked through those relationships in, you know, a way that only God can do, I think. Mm -hmm. We never went into those friendships thinking, I need to bring this person to church. And, yeah. and part of it's because we, we, going into a friendship, you don't really know someone. You can't really tell what's going on in their life, and you can't say, mm -hmm. well, this person definitely needs to go to church. And there might not be anything wrong with that. I think lots of people, Christians, feel like, hey, I need to go and evangelize. You know, I need to help people come to know Christ. And so I go there with the intention of helping them know Christ. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. In fact, our next series we're going to do is about outreach and how we do that. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, for the purposes of, of this conversation, we need to be people who love people just for the sake of loving them. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Jesus calls us to. But at the same time, we're saying that it doesn't end with love. Owning your faith means I need to be at a place where, just like with Cody and just like with Caleb, there's something deeper there that's ready to be discussed. Marriage. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't even know where to go with that one. That's what you're talking about, right? No. No? Not, not oh. at all. Here's, well. a, here's the challenge. We'll, we'll end with this. For people listening right now who are saying, okay, what do I do with this? I think it's a simple question. Do I recognize that I need to be mature in my faith in order to be ready to share my faith? Hmm. And maybe that means telling somebody about Jesus. Or maybe that means I need to be a friend and I need to be willing to step in and help them, like with Cody, when they've reached rock bottom and they need somebody to be strong right. to help them in whatever capacity that looks like. Okay, so am I at that place in my life? Or am I just content with just hanging out with my friends? And there's nothing deeper there that I'm bringing to the table. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, a lot of times it's hard to have intentional relationships like that. Intentional in the sense of we're trying to have a deep conversation and deep relationship with somebody else. Yeah, I think you're right. This is a difficult thing to do, knowing how to have those deeper conversations with people. And I think that's the first step to figuring out how to own your faith. Mm -hmm. The second step or... The next part, tune in next week. Ooh, cliffhanger. Yeah. Good way to end it. Yeah. You know, you know what a better way to end it is? What? It's the best song ever right here, dude. Really? Zach plays his song every week when he pulls into the church parking lot. Windows down, this song blasting. And you love it. Come on, let's sing it. I hate it. Dude, I'm going to throw your phone into the wall. No, you won't. No, Dave, don't throw my phone. Don't.